the topic of Tantra uh, stirs up all kinds of controversial ideas because it's been distorted. So a lot of people think Tantra is sex. Some people think it's a sort of cover up. Uh, you know, they're teaching Tantra, but they're actually talking about sex. So I have, uh, I want to ask you about this topic. Uh, what is Tantra in the actual spiritual practice sense from our Dharma point of view? Yeah, this is a very interesting question. Uh, in our Indian scriptures, you can divide them in two parts, which is called Nigama and Agama. So Nigama is the Veda and Agama is Tantric, which includes Agamas, Pancharatras, Tantras. So the thing is that the Vedas, they are based on certain Suddhi of by birth, by practice, a lot of sanskaras which are needed and everyone is not qualified for that. But our scriptures, they don't want to exclude any, anybody from spirituality. They want that everybody, whoever is, has the human body, should be given a facility to rise in their consciousness, to come to the point of realizing the tattva, the reality, the truth. So, agamas belong to that part where this kind of restriction that one has to be born in a one ashrama system only or one has to go through all the sanskaras and then only one has to have open end samskara for example to study the Vedas. So that kind of restriction or requirement or adhikar is not there. So anybody can practice? So anyone that. can practice this. Any, at any age? At any age. Any, so even if a person lived a bad life, he can say I want to change. Right. He can go to a guru and say, okay, I've done all these bad things, but from today onwards I want to change. And he can start right. Tantra. And therefore, they have a great relevance in the modern times. Yeah, yeah. this where, is very relevant for today. Yeah, where Varnashrama is not functional anymore, there is no education for it, and it's almost broken down. So, Tantra has a great relevance in that. So, Tantra is a system parallel to the, the Nigama, which is Vedic based. Right. Uh, this is a parallel system which gives you the same things to anybody. Uh, so, given this very broad area, uh, does it have its own equivalent of uh, the theory like the Upanishads, the, uh, the practices, uh, uh, you know, does it have uh, or is it mainly practices because people think of it as largely practices. No, no, it has theory. It has basically the same principles that we have a body, we have Atma and we have to rise above our gunas, prakriti. So, all those principles are there and there is a practice. And another principle, very important part of Tantra is that it is not so much based on renunciation like Gyanmarg, which comes from Vedanta. So, it could be a householder. Yeah, it could be householder and instead of, you know, having self-abnegation, renunciation, you try to use. So, it's like you can say that there are two paths, if you see from that angle, that one is the path of renunciation and another is path of being in the center of life. Engaging. Engaging in what is available to you. So, instead of withdrawal as a method, this is engage. Right. But engage more fully. Engage with the intention of rising above it. Rising and, above it. And not becoming caught up in the So, engage through the senses, engage with the life, yeah. but not, not uh, with the uh, attachment 
and fixation but rising above experience it. with awareness ah, experience with awareness and then rise above that wonderful that is, that is the principle of that so if uh, one person went through the uh, uh, the varnashrama system uh, and the other person went through the tantra system will they both be able to achieve the, the same thing will, they both will be able to achieve that and if at a advanced stage they having conversation on their experiences and the theories and principles there's more and more agreement i would assume yes because the, the both have actually come from the same source tantra has also come from the same source as narayana or shiva has spoken the tantras so there are three divisions of tantra related with vishnu shiva and shakti okay so there are shaktas and there vaishnav tantras and there are shaiva tantras okay so the purpose is that we have the three gunas of prakriti sattva rajas and tamas so how to rise above those gunas and become realized okay come to the platform of transcendence right so therefore these tantras help us depending on whatever wherever you are then you rise above that beginning from where you stand mm. so it's like a gps yes so gps tells you you are here start from where you are yeah you are <laughs> right. here then you have a this is the route you take and there's right. a goal right so tantra is also saying okay where you are you are a tamasic person right you are a sattvic or rajasic so you start from there and you take the process and go beyond that you know right so that's the process of tantra so there is there a lot to uh, involvement of uh, understanding oneself understanding the body dealing with the sensations yes so tantra says that yat uh, yat ande tat tat pinde that whatever is in the brahmanda that is also in the physical body so the body is a kind of a mapping of the whole cosmos right so if you can just study your own body and you can understand you will understand the cosmos and understanding the cosmos is not just as the science is studying but actually studying also the source of it right because when you, if if i have to study where you are situated i also know that you are on the chair right so i also study your adhisthan your basis your foundation Right. So, what is the foundation of this cosmos that you study by studying yourself? Because it's also the foundation of this body right. and the self yes. idea. Yes, this is very profound. Very so, profound. this is so profound. I mean, this is uh, worth a whole curriculum on just because the, the I would assume the body of literature must be huge. Oh, it is very vast literature, and it is very practical knowledge, very very practical because it is actually based on experience. You study. the subtle nature of yourself and then subtle nature outside yourself and so how the, to harmonize that the tantra researchers or scientists basically investigating the laboratory of themselves it's the one of the basic principle of tantra is called bhuta shuddhi okay you know the panch mahabhuta jar right. there and our body is made of that so how to purify that and by purification then you understand more clearly what is going on in this system and what is going on outside the system so would you say that if somebody goes to a regular yoga class and uh, they teach asanas and they teach some pranayam are these things that are also that are really part of tantra i mean the tantra has well, a yoga tantra also has yoga in it okay so because the whole idea of tantra is that your consciousness is uh, manifest at various levels actually what is happening is that this human body is a combination of matter and spirit as sankhya says and that right. is the basis of yoga right but this consciousness is manifest into the body but body is not just one thing it has five basic 
Mahabhutas in right. it, right? So this consciousness manifests through them. Like to give an example, suppose there is a source of light and then there is, you can put a lens here and then there is a sheet of glass, but this glass is of different colors. So wherever this focus point is, then that light, there the light will come more. Right. So similarly you can assume that our body has got these five parts of glasses in it, earth, I mean prithvi, jal, vayu, agni and akash. Hmm. And then consciousness is reflecting through them or passing through them. So if your awareness is more focused on artha tattva, then you are more interested in food. Interesting. Right? Yeah. And, and then if it is more on the jala tattva, you are more into sex. Right. So this is because that's where the consciousness is. Because wherever is your consciousness, that's what you will do. Right. So our Vedic culture was beyond that. This is, this is called animal consciousness. Right. This is called ar nidra bhai methunam cha samanam etat pashubhir naranam jnanam hi tesham eko vishesho jnane nahi na pashubhi samana so these are the activities of the pashus animals right. that's why we have lord shiva who is also called pashupati nam right <laughs> because human being is also like a pashu right he's like an animal born you know right. without knowledge ignorance but by taking shelter of pashupati nam you go above that you know right so our consciousness then manifest and goes above to a higher level, Vayu Tattva and then Akash Tattva. Then you start seeing the reality in a more different manner. Then then fine arts come, music comes, which was so nicely developed here. So, so it seems that Tantra gives you the whole spectrum of experience. Right. I mean, it takes you from the animal state and you observe it, you observe it at that focal point. Right. And uh, you, you come to terms with it and then you advance and you advance to through fine arts, through all of that. So it's not like you give up the world and you're not enjoying the fine arts and you're not into theater or music. In fact, you go through all the stages. Right. So, the, if a person says, I want to start. Now, in yoga, he goes to some yoga, yoga center nearby, Vedant, he takes a Gita class and things like that. What should a person do? Are there, so would you say there are established lineages in Tantra? Yeah, yeah, there are established. Actually, this whole uh, bhakti, suppose you take bhakti, okay? Yes. So, which is very popular in India. So, what bhakti is using is that it is actually using the agamas, Pancharatra agama, which is part of this literature. The part of the Tantra? Yeah. So, this whole deity worship, this Vigraha Seva in the Mandir, how the temple is constructed, how the deity has to be worshipped, this is all coming from the tantras. So anything which uses the world of matter, time, space, matter, the five elements, is part of the tantra system. It's not sort of escaping and going beyond. It no. is actually using all this. Right. So that's why if you take if you take the bhakti tradition, then bhakti is not that kind of renunciation that you give up everything. Right. Every, anybody can be a devoted irrespective of where he or she is born, whether it is within Varnashrama, outside Varnashrama, right? You know, right, right. it accepts everyone. Right. And it's not dependent mm -hmm. that you have to be sannyasi only. You can be married, you can be renounced, right. you can right. be any stage right. of life. Right. And you can take to devotion to God. Right. But this whole practice of the puja and, you know, this archa vigraha seva, all this is part of this tantra. Very good. So you see, the Hindu intellectual, because we are colonized, has been told that all this is sort of mumbo-jumbo to be given up and you, to be a Hindu, you've got to be a Vedantin and you've got to not be into all these rituals 
and into deities because it's all backward and primitive. And I think the some the Western thinkers did a big disservice by saying that there's a chronology of human evolution. Those are primitive, then you become more modern, you end up with monotheism, and then you go to rationality and you give up all that. So, uh, whereas our system says that all those things, if done properly, are a tool, are a resource for advancement. Right. So, if I went to a Tantra guru and an organization to learn Tantra, I assume they'll teach me some theory, they'll give me some practices with the body, they'll help me uh, come up with a better lifestyle. Yes. Uh, all of these things they'll do. Right. Uh, so that I can live a normal, I can live a life, but in alliance, uh, alignment with the Tantra. Exactly. So if a person goes for a Tantra initiation with a guru, then he can also return, be a banker, be an airline pilot, he yeah, can he do those things. He could be anywhere, he could be situated in anywhere in, in the social life. And just be more conscious of what he has learnt right. and make it part of the way he looks at the world. Yeah, because we also have to, we have a physical body, we, it has to be fed. Yeah. It needs certain, you know, facilities. You know. So, is, can we say it's a, it's a kind of a cognitive shift so that I do what I, what I was doing, but I do it in a different way, with a different kind of a consciousness. Change of awareness. Change of awareness. That is the most important part. Change of, yeah. So, to bring this about, are there exercises or the practices, tantric practices, where I sit by myself and I do certain things with my body? Yeah, I mean, there are practices. There's, the chakras are part of this. Yeah, they are part of that. As I said, that one main part of Tantra is Bhuta Shuddhi. Yes. So, even if you do Puja, you have to do Bhuta Shuddhi before that. There is Nyasa, you know, this putting putting the mantras on your body. Because, you know, Deva Bhutva Devam Zajet. Mm. That is the basic principle which comes from Tantra. That if you want to worship the Deva, you have to become Deva yourself. Mm. You have to become divine. Yes. So, you have to divinize your body itself. So, this is very interesting. Uh, tantra rather than sort of uh, giving you a hedonistic lifestyle is actually purifying. Yeah, there is no it's hedonism. There is no hedonism yeah. in it. So, now, now the controversial question. Yes. Uh, the popular view which the West created uh, and the Indians foolishly followed is that Tantra equals Tantric sex. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you explain that? What do you think of that? Well, as I said that you know, there are human beings which are more tamasic, more rajasic and then some are more sattvic. So, tamasic person means who is very much identifying with the physical body. And when you identify with physical body too much, then you are very much attracted to sex and food. Because that's what body needs. You know, for its sustenance and for its continuation. It, that's how the nature right. is arranged. Right. So, then how to get this person out of that so, as I said that Tantra is not that, okay, don't have sex, don't eat, fast and all that. It says that you have to use that. So, Tantric sex is not actually in the form of enjoyment. Right. It is that you experience it with awareness and this way you go beyond that. So, Tantric sex, first of all, is a small subset of the Tantra practices. One subset. One subset. And it is meant for uh, having sexual activity in a tantric way so that you are not stuck there but you are able to evolve beyond it. Yeah, its purpose is not to enjoy as people are doing it because these people who are enjoying sex now they actually don't know what is sex. That's hedonism. Yeah. So
So there are two parts of tantra. You know, one is called vamachara, other is called dakshinachara. Okay. So vamachara only has that part in it. Okay. Because this is meant for people who are not very much evolved. Right. So then you take them where they are. They like sex. Okay, you have to have sex. Like the GPS, you say start where they are. Exactly, exactly. So then the sex is not meant that you get lost in it, but how you become aware of it, and by becoming aware of it, you realize that it actually, it's sex as people are having mostly ninety-five percent is in the mind. Physical act is nothing great about it. So right. how to and this whole awareness. Is in the mind. Right. So how to rise above that? Right. So there it is actually is also a t- type of what you call sanskara or a practice that the woman is not treated as an object of enjoyment as right. people do. She is actually treated as shakti. Shakti, yeah. And she is worshipped. Yes. And this act is taken as an act of worship of shakti, and then by the grace of shakti you go beyond that. Hmm. So that is the idea, and. This whole idea of Kundalini and the chakras—that's the theory which comes. So big in. distortion is, uh, you know, reducing tantra to tantra sex, and reducing tantra sex to uh, hedonism. Yeah. And uh, now it's become commercial. There's all these tantra sex uh, weekends and. Uh, no, they have what is called supreme sex. Supreme <laughs> sex, and oh, you know, I'm having all this. So what is uh, what has happened is not only have they done a disservice to tantra as a very legitimate spiritual path. They've also uh, kind of uh, glor- you know added to the sex problem. The sex industry—it's become an industry. The yeah. sex industry, right? Uh, and and maybe abusiveness. Maybe abusiveness comes out of it. Maybe bad habits formed this way. Uh, whereas sex, uh, it taken in its proper context as a human function, has is, is of a very different kind. Yeah. So in Sanskrit, there is saying that satam marga, stabdhen dushita. That the path of saintly people is polluted by stabda, these ignorant, arrogant people <laughs> who, <laughs> who really don't understand. So, so that's, that's why in India the knowledge was kept as a secret. Now that's a very important point. Yeah. These things were kept secret right. because uh, many people don't know how to use it properly or won't use it, and they'll misuse it, right. which is what has happened. That's so there was a. It is not that uh, the secrecy of initiation was some kind of elitism to deny people. The secrecy was—it's like you don't give a secret on how to make a nuclear bomb exactly. to everybody, because you know then people like ISIS will get hold of it. Yeah, just so, like now that you can make some bombs by going on internet, and right. these people create havoc here. They create there. havoc. Yeah. So the idea of secrecy was that you have to come to the right guru, you have to have the right commitment, uh, you will be trained in all these things uh, under the supervision of uh, a qualified right. person. So that's why the tantras were not written for a long time, you know. They were kept secret, and you have to go to the guru and you study, so that it is not misused by people. So one of the problems of mass consumerism and mass marketing in the modern age is that everything got written down. Sooner or later, everything got taught to very Westerners, various Western seekers. Some of them were very sincere. Some of them were very, very sincere, right. but some were not. Some felt most that are, uh, most are not. So they felt that the you turned and said the ego said this is good. Property. I can take, spin it. I can write some books. I can give seminars. I can start courses. And that way, once they are feeding, once it's a marketing product, yes. then you follow where the market takes you. And the market takes you into more of these kind of uh, sex type of practices. And after that has been done enough, people uh, begin to think of tantra as being just that. So that's what has happened to tantra. Yeah. Now the unfortunate thing is that. 
and I'm very glad we're having this conversation because many of our Vedantin gurus kind of uh, are very pejorative towards Tantra because they have bought the, the association, they have bought the, into the negative branding and rather than challenging the negative branding. It's the same thing as you know when people say oh the swastika is Nazi so let's not use it. I say we must use it yes. and we must explain why uh, it has nothing to do with those guys and that's a distortion. Yeah, similarly, it is, a, it is our heritage. Yeah. We have to protect Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So similarly Tantra plays a, is a valuable device, valuable uh, path for spirituality uh, and, and it should be uh, reclaimed as part of our heritage. Right. Thank so you. many of many of the great saints, you know, they actually followed tantra. You know, they became realized because of even uh, Sri Ramakrishna. Right. right. So also tantra has a lot to do with goddess. So therefore, there's Kali, there's other goddesses, yeah, I mean, and that also has created a part of this misunderstanding. Of yeah, if you see, if you see even Sri Sampradaya by Sri Ramanujacharya, which is in South India, very prominent and very old, it's yes. from 11th century. So this is actually based on this Pancharatra Agamas, right? And that is part of this literature, right? So they have actually even Yamanacharya, who was before Ramanacharya, he wrote a book on this, right? On Agamas, right? So even our Sampradaya, Gaudiya Sampradaya of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, if you read the books of Jiva Goswami, he is always quoting from tantras, very all good. the time. So we need a revival of tantra from a pure dharmic Agama perspective and reclaim it. Right.